Do you have goals for your life? Do you want to grow in God? Join me as we deep dive into real and relevant strategies that ignite you to seek God and slay goals. Hey, y'all. Get ready for a discussion about life, business, relationships, and more, all from a biblical perspective. And I'm your host, Felicia L. Henry. Today's guest guest is Kimberly N. Boone. She is the founder and CEO of Mental Chatter, LLC. Kimberly has been in the field of mental health, addiction, and wellness for 20 years. Kimberly is both a licensed clinical therapist and a certified master life coach. In her clinical work, Kim is clinically trained to treat and assess various mental health disorders. Kim specializes in treating anxiety, depression, addiction, relationship issues, as well as addressing spiritual and cultural issues through individual couples, family group counseling sessions. As a master, as a certified master life coach, Kimberly aims her focus on mindset work. Branded as the mindset strategist, she works with women of faith to help them uplevel their lives by teaching key mindset strategies that will allow them to show up confidently in all areas of their lives. Kimberly brings a unique experience to her coaching in that she combined her clinical expertise coaching skills and spiritual principles to create an effective assessment tool to help you overcome mindset deficits. While working with Kimberly, you will gain the tools necessary to develop a permanent mindset shift so that you no longer be a prisoner of your negative thoughts or bound by your limiting beliefs. Guys, get ready for a very refreshing episode. And if you are interested in supporting the podcast, Visit us on our website, SeekGodSlayGoals.com. Hey, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Seek God Slay Goals podcast. As always, we have another amazing guest here to chat with us on our platform. And today, our guest is Miss Kimberly Boone. Um, you've already heard her bio and you know her expertise, what it is she does. And so I'm excited to dig into this conversation with Kimberly. Also, if you guys remember last year, um, we had the Economic Freedom Fund where we gave out a few business grants to some entrepreneurs and Kimberly was one of the recipients of those grants. So I'm excited again to chat with Kimberly. How are you today, Kimberly? I am doing so well. Thank you so much for having me. And also thank you again for awarding me with the grant. It was so on time and so needed. So I truly appreciate you for even having the heart to do that. So thank you so much. Oh, no problem. I'm so glad to hear that, um, you know, it was beneficial and helpful to you and your business. And I am looking forward to doing it again in the near future. So before we even hop into our conversation today, I always like to ask our guests this first question. So we've, again, we've already heard your bio. We know, you know, what you do professionally, but in your words, who is Kimberly Boone? So Kimberly Boone is a mother of a daughter, one daughter who is a freshman in college this year. She is attending an HBCU. I am a proud mother, a single mother, and I have been a single mom since she was born. And, you know, I am really proud of 
the tribe that I had surrounding me because I feel like my daughter never even missed a beat and she had everyone in her corner. So that right there, I think really, really defines part of who I am. I think um, another thing is I am a 43 year old African-American woman who is a business owner and who became a full-time business owner last year in the middle of a pandemic. I think that also shows my tenacity and my drive and my resilience and my ability to trust God and step out on faith, which I think another way to describe me would be a woman of faith, a believer of God, someone who really walks and tries to walk and live a life the way that um, Jesus calls us to live. I think I am I am someone who also likes to guide other people into walking in their faith and trusting that and really using that to understand who they are and walking in their purpose. So I think that is me. I am a mother, a business owner, a black woman and a woman of faith. I love it. I love all of it. And so first of all, congratulations on going full-time in your business, that is a major accomplishment, especially during the pandemic. So tell us a little bit what that was like. How did you even decide to do that or how did, how did that happen? So at the time I was a clinical director um, and the job was, it was rewarding and it was great, but it was also challenging. And I was getting to the point where I felt like I needed more. And I felt like um, me being someone that was really about being service to others, to teaching other therapists that were up under me, and I would always feel myself to be a teacher. Um, that was, I was getting pulled away from that. And I was finding myself just feeling like I was doing more of all the corporate tasks and I was being constantly pulled away from my team. And I felt like it was, I was doing financing and you know, budgeting and things like that. And that was what was taking up most of my time. And I was really unhappy. I mean, when I started off in college, I actually was an accounting major and I left accounting for a reason. So I was like, I'm not going back to this. <laughs> you know, I was like, no, I went into psychology to help people. Um, and so I started to feel literally like this push and this nudge from God to open up my private practice again. I had one in the past part-time, I let it go. I opened it back up part-time and it was growing like, I mean, I mean like wildfire, but of course we were in a pandemic, you know? And then he started making my job more uncomfortable. And then I start getting signs, literally people talking to me, me hearing things that it was time to go. Wow. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to trust God. I know it's a pandemic. I know it's not going to make sense to a lot of people. I'm walking away from a really great job, but I believe he's calling me to it. And I put in my one month resignations. I had to give a month because of my position and I have not looked back and God has provided. And that was last year. Um, September 2nd was my actual last day um, at my job. And I haven't looked back. Wow. And God has provided. I love that part. And so 
also what I hear in your story is that you said you were uncomfortable. And a lot of times um, we need that extra push or we need to get uncomfortable in our environment. Or sometimes God will orchestrate circumstances where we are so uncomfortable that we have I don't want to say no other choice, but our our mind goes to do something outside of what we would normally do because we are so uncomfortable. And I think that also happened for me in my entrepreneurial journey. I was just miserable in my job and it was a, and it it was an accounting job, but it wasn't hard. You know, it wasn't difficult. It was just, I felt like there was more kind of like what you said in the beginning, like there was more um, that I was supposed to be doing. And it got to the point where I literally just, I couldn't go into work and I was sad and I was crying about it. And so it was so uncomfortable that that's when I started my business. And so I think for people who who understand that they have a, a purpose and who are God-led, that they might be able to identify with that. And so hearing your story um, and God has provided and you haven't looked back, I think that gives some people some encouragement to go ahead and take that leap for those of who are in that position. So definitely thank you for sharing that. Um, now, professionally, though, you're both a licensed clinical therapist and you're a certified master life coach. Mm-hmm. So can you explain what the difference between those is and how does the work differ in each area? So, you know, as a therapist, I, of course, I actually have clinical training. You know, I have a master's degree in clinical psychology, a bachelor's degree in psychology. I had to, you know, do internships and externships. I had to learn all of these clinical skills, you know, to really be able to help people manage mental health issues. So anxiety and depression, trauma, relationship issues, spiritual, cultural, bipolar disorder, all of those things. So I am skilled, quote unquote, and clinically trained to manage these things. And one thing about therapy is there are ethical, you know, guidelines that we have to follow. And as a therapist, my job is not necessarily to tell you what to do or tell you what's wrong is to guide you and help you to discover it yourself and then give you the skills and the tools necessary to help you manage and maintain. With life coaching, I'm not under those boundaries. For one, even though I do have certifications, most life coaches don't have certifications. They're using their own um, business or just life experience or, you know, like I said, business expertise to help coach people in certain areas. And with that, and with there not being any guidelines or nothing set that you have to have these certifications, people are actually able to kind of advise or consult or tell or lead people, you know, in a certain direction because of that. So that's really the difference. And so I think for me, what makes the work that I do so unique is because even when I'm coaching, I am combining my clinical skills and I'm helping people do like the mindset work. And and in addition to figuring out their life and their career or business or whatever else they're challenging, and I'm using my clinical skills to help them understand if you don't have the right mindset, if you're not dealing with everything that's keeping you stuck in these areas of, of your life, then you won't be able to move forward. And so as a life coach alone, I could technically do it, but I don't really have 
the clinical background to really be able to assess it properly. So that's how I combine my the two and make them unique for me. Did I answer the question for you? Absolutely. And I think having both of those um, skills does make it unique um, because a lot of people don't have both. You know, I see a lot of times people have one or the other, or like you said, even life coaches aren't even certified. They might just be using their own, you know, business or life experience. So kudos to you for having both of those, um, I guess, certifications and all of that training. So it kind of positioned you to be able to help people in a deeper way. And so um, your business, you know, Mental Chatter, which I love the name of your business. Um, Tell us a little bit more about it. And how did you even come up with that name? So I literally came up with that name laying in bed. And I was trying to figure out so at the so in January of 2020, I started the Mental Chatter podcast. In somewhere around like October-ish, 2019, whatever, I don't know, towards the end of the year, I was, God was saying, start this podcast, start this podcast. I was like, I've never done a podcast. I have no idea how to start it. And I just felt that nudging, get it going. And literally the Holy Spirit was telling me, you have to have this ready January 1st. I was freaking out, trying to figure out how to do it. I'm researching, getting all this done. And I couldn't figure out a name. Like, what am I going to call this thing? And I was laying in bed and the Holy Spirit said, mental chatter. So it started with the podcast. So January 1st, my first podcast was uploaded. From that podcast, people start calling me and like, hey, are you seeing individual clients? Are you you're practice running? At that time, my I wasn't, my private practice before was my initials. It was KMB Counseling Services. I had shut that down because I was doing corporate. And people kept calling. I said, well, maybe I'll take on a few clients because of the podcast. People are needing help. Um, And then the pandemic hit. People were really needing help. So I started taking clients and I said, well, I might as well just call my business Mental Chatter as a whole because everybody kept saying, oh my God, I love that name. So that's really how it started with God pushing me to do this podcast, giving me that name. And from that, the whole mental chatter business just blossomed from that. What I love about that is that number one, it was an evolution. You know, it wasn't just an overnight thing, which I think in our culture today, you know, we expect things to be very, very quick, microwavable and instantaneous. But also there was a level of obedience on your part in doing and starting the podcast and your business was kind of birthed or grew out of that, but it was because you were obedient in doing the podcast and getting it done. And then from there, people started, you know, asking you about, you know, services. So Mm -hmm. I absolutely um, love that the evolution and the obedience of what I'm hearing in your story. Um, And so as your clients are, are coming to you and, you know, of course, you mentioned the pandemic, a lot of things were happening. Um, what are some of the, the major things that you see women struggling with? Women, I see women struggling with anxiety, depression. I see women struggling with um, trying to balance being a mom, a wife, and, you know, work issues. Um, and I also are 
finding a lot of women struggling with um, how to grow spiritually. I think those right there are the main areas that I'm seeing a lot of. And with the pandemic, you know, it really kind of forced people to really look at these issues that were already there. And they either were ignoring or didn't recognize that it was actual depression or actual anxiety. And then the pandemic kind of exposed what was already there. Mm. And it kind of forced us to look at ourselves different and look at our lives differently. And for a lot of women, a lot of women were dealing with anxiety and depression and couldn't put a name on it, a label on it, and didn't realize until they got into therapy, that's what it was. My thought is that a lot of people live or experience trauma and it seems like a normal thing to them. So that's why they can't really identify that. Is that, is that the case when you're dealing with um, some of your clients? So there is some trauma, I think, that has been normalized. And so because they've been dealing with it for so long, it's just become a part of who they are and they're just managing it. There's another aspect of it, though, where people recognize that there is something wrong or they know this trauma has happened to me, but they can't really identify how it's affecting them. They just know that it is. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so they need someone to kind of point out to them, this is why this is happening. And so this is very interesting you brought this up because in my life coaching, I look at four areas for people. I look at self, relationships, career slash business, and spirituality. And the reason why I look at those four main categories is for that reason alone. Because We don't understand that there's something that has happened to us underneath that's causing us to not show up in these other areas. And so a lot of times it's difficult for us to identify it on our own, because like you said, I've just been operating this way for so long. It's normal. I don't think anything wrong or quote unquote happened to me. I just don't know how to make this right. But once I get into the coaching and do that mindset work and add like a little bit of my quote unquote, little therapy to it, so to speak, we get to the root of the issue. Now I'm really able to coach you because now we've identified what the problem is. Mm, That's good. That's good. I know everybody's situation is kind of different and what they're dealing with, what they're struggling with and how you might advise or guide them. But in general, for women who might just be trying to maintain their mental wellness, what are some suggestions or recommendations that you have for them? So number one, um, you know, is, is to pray and to really get to a place where you're trying to grow spiritually and seeking God to really help you and to reveal to you those things about you that you need to work on. Because a lot of times what's happening is we're looking at everything that has happened to us, everything that's happening around us. And we're not understanding that sometimes we play a role in that. So we have to be, you know, do that, do, do that, that self-reflection, that introspection and saying, okay, what is going on with me? How am I contributing to this? Sometimes we're not. Sometimes it is a matter of things just happening to us. But then in that situation, those situations, it's okay. How am I responding to these things? And how is my response now contributing to what's happening to me? So I would say that pray and do some self-reflection, journaling, 
is really good because sometimes when we feel like we don't have a support group or safe space to go to, we bottle everything inside. And so journaling is a way of a form of release and a way of getting things out so that now you're not holding it all in. It's out on paper. It's almost like you kind of let it go, even if that for that moment. And it takes the weight off. Another thing for wellness is diet and exercise. And I'm not saying diet as far as go on a diet, but watching what you eat, um, making sure being mindful that we're not stress eating, being mindful of the fact that we're not drinking enough water, we're avoiding fruits and vegetables, that we're drinking too much wine and Pepsi and whatever, and not balancing out the things that's nutritious, and then also making sure that we're exercising. You know, it was a pandemic, it still is a pandemic, but last year we were all trying to accustom to it. We couldn't go to the gym. So I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I just started walking in my neighborhood. I picked times of days I was outside just making myself active so that I was getting out of the house, I'm getting exercise, I'm getting the fresh air, and that was helping me. So I think those things are some good ways to start. Yeah, and, and I definitely agree. Um, for me, journaling this year has definitely, well, not th this year, 2021. Yeah, I, I'm like, I don't even know what year or <laughs> time it is anymore. You don't even know anymore, for real. <laughs> so last year and this year, journaling definitely was something that I picked up again. Um, and like you said, it is a release and you just, you, you're not holding those feelings and thoughts and emotions in you anymore and just being able to get it out. Um, it definitely is helpful. So um, I think those were some great, great tips. And so you did mention praying. And so how are you or how do you incorporate your faith into your profession or do you mix it or do you kind of keep it separate? How, how does that work for you? No, I absolutely um, mix it. You know, when I first um, decided to start um, doing this in the podcast and the live coaching, my brother is a pastor and I remember talking to him and I remember saying, you know, how like on the podcast, how do I separate this? Or, you know, I feel like I can't just leave God out or not be spiritual. And he was like, Kim, don't overthink it. He said, you know, the Holy Spirit will speak to you and you'll know when you need to incorporate spirituality in this topic and you'll know when this topic on this day is just about mental health. It's okay. Don't try to figure, you know, figure it out right now. I feel like you got to make it, you know, force it. It will just naturally happen. And when he said that, that gave me a sense of freedom. And so in my therapy practice, I can't force that upon someone. So there are certain people that seek me out for Christian counseling or for spiritual counseling. And those people I incorporated for those people who don't want that and they just want to manage, you know, their mental health issues, then that's all I do. Now for life coaching is different because there is a spiritual component to the way I coach my clients. So anyone who comes to me, they need to know they have to be a person of faith because that's a huge part of my coaching. So that there is no separation. With therapy, it depends on what the person wants. But it's a huge part of who I am. My belief in Jesus Christ and my faith is a huge component of who I am. And even if I try <laughs> to not bridge the two, they somehow come together. I can't help it. Right. I totally understand that. And I know for me, at some point, I had kind of the same thought or 
not dealing with the podcast, but my consulting business or before I split the podcast and my consulting business, you know, it was kind of like, oh, well, well, do I do this as a faith-based business? And I had all these questions and those thoughts, but I love the advice that your brother gave to you. Just kind of be led by the Holy Spirit, you know, and stop overthinking. And, um, you know, for me, it made sense to kind of have a faith-based business and then a general consulting business. But like you said, even when I'm in my business, I just can't help it. You know, you'll hear me talk about faith just because that's in me is who I am. So, and I, in past conversations, uh, this season on the podcast, a lot of what I've been hearing is about relationship and how, when you're in, you're in this relationship with God, it's like, it just comes out. You can't help, but to not talk about it, you know, again, for those who are listening, I encourage you to begin to strengthen your relationship with God. Um, and, and just be led by the Holy spirit, um, and what it is that you're doing, whether you're trying to start a business, start a podcast, or if you need to have guidance on how to raise your children, right? Just begin to just seek the father. And I promise you, you will receive guidance. And I, I know I know everyone who has a relationship can attest to that as well. I know that there are some people who have a thought that Christians or believers don't need therapy, um, because they can just rely on prayer. What is your perspective on uh, Christians in therapy? I think that it is absolutely necessary. And it has nothing to do with your belief or your faith. It's saying that, okay, God, I am trusting the resources that you put here on earth to help me deal with these things that I am battling. And that's why it's important to have Christian therapists so that you can talk about your faith. You can talk about um, maybe the struggle that you have um, in those areas. And I think what happens is people get so caught up in, you know, religious practices that they forget the about relationship with God. They forget that God has put resources here on earth for us, he left the Holy Spirit inside of us, you know, when, but at the same time, he also gave us resources here. And I tell people all the time, if you are in your home and your house catches on fire, yeah, you're going to pray God save you, but you're also going to call 911 for the fire department to come. You're not just going to sit there and pray that the fire is going to go away. If you go to the doctor, the doctor says you have diabetes, you're going to say, yeah, I'm going to trust God that I'm going to be healed from this. But at the same time, you're going to follow the doctor's orders. And so it's the same thing with therapy. Yes, if you're dealing with anxiety, depression, or a severe mental illness, yes, you can pray, you can seek God, people can lay hands on you, whatever you got to do. But at the same time, you still can go to a therapist to help also give you those tools that you need to help manage this. And I tell people, you got to look at it the same way. I don't know what it is about therapy that make people feel like it's the exception to the rule of getting help for everything else mm -hmm. mental health and physical health goes together and so yes god can heal us god can deliver us from any and everything but at the same time we have to understand that there's a part that we have to play in it faith without works is dead yes i can believe all day but god's gonna say okay what part of you are you playing in your own miracle mm -hmm. 
That's so good. And, and I love that you even mentioned that because when you said healing, it made me think of, you know, sometimes there are situations where you can receive instantaneous healing. But a lot of times when you read the Bible, um, people's healing came from work that they had to do. You know, yes. God instructed them to do certain things um, before they received their healing. And so I love that you just continue right on. It's like you were in my brain. You just continued right on with the thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, because yes, faith without works is dead. Sometimes you have to do the work to get this healing. So there's that. Thank you for sharing your perspective. I always love to ask licensed therapists their perspective on that because for some reason, especially in the Black church community, going to therapy seems to be a taboo subject. And me personally, I've mentioned here on the podcast before that I have gone to therapy in the past. And I always say that had I not gone, I don't know if I would be here. And I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I believe in the power of the blood and all of that. But I needed that resource, like you said, that God had placed on this earth um, to help me get through that season that I was in. And so again, if you are dealing with any of those things that we talked about earlier, trauma, depression, anxiety, or whatever, you just feel like something might be wrong and you can't pinpoint it. I encourage you to, to find someone that you can talk to. And, you know, a, for me, when I went through my process of looking for a therapist, the first person that I went to, we just didn't mesh well. And so again, it will, it can be a process Yes. Um, but just continue to seek out help until you until you find the help that you need. I definitely want you to share how people can connect with you if they need any services or support through your businesses. But just generally, what would be just some last final thoughts that you might have for somebody if they are in a space right now where they are? struggling or again like you mentioned earlier dealing with any type of trauma anxiety or they just feel like something is wrong but they're not yet ready to talk to a therapist what would you say to that person right now so I want to let that person know that first of all that you are not alone you are there's you are not the only one out there struggling with that and I know a lot of times when we're dealing with things and it's so heavy we feel so isolated and we feel that no one can understand but there are resources out there that can help you and I know you may feel that you're not ready to seek therapy but I admonish you to just take that first step just to call someone even having a consultation call just to talk to one to someone to see how they can help you is, is a huge step and can be a major breakthrough for you. Because a lot of times people don't understand what therapy is and people think that they're gonna be judged or it won't be a safe place, but it's not. It is a place that is that is safe. It is a place that is totally confidential. It is a place that will help you really work through your things. And I want to remember that you feel alone now, but you don't wanna continue to be alone. Let someone help you work through whatever it is that you're going on. Anxiety and depression are at an all-time high now, but you don't have to stay in that place. It can be managed. There are some people who are afraid, oh, you're going to make me take medication. I don't make people take medication. A lot of therapists don't. It's up to you. Some people use it because they need it and they don't do it long-term. Some people manage medication long-term because it helps them. 
Some people just use their coping skills and that's all they need. Some people just need to talk it out and feel understood and that's all they need. But you don't know what you need until you reach out for help. And so I will say, push past the fears, push past your thoughts of what therapy may or may not look like, push past what you've heard in the past, what your family is saying, what anyone is saying, and seek help for yourself and make the right decision for you. That's sound advice. And so now share with us how we can get in contact with you, website, social media, and just anything else that you'd like to share. So the easiest way to get in contact with me is through Instagram. My Instagram handle is mental underscore chatter. And that is the easiest way because if you go to my Instagram page and you click on the link in my bio, you'll be able to pull up all of my services and click on those links and get directly to me. Awesome. So if you all want to connect with Kimberly, um, go check out her Instagram. Um, this has been a very enlightening and informative conversation. So Kimberly, I thank you so much for coming on and sharing your um, expertise and just your perspective with us. And again, for anybody who might be feeling like they need help, just encourage you to go and take that first step, like Kimberly said. So again, Kimberly, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and to everyone listening Continue to seek God and slay goals, and I will catch you all in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Seek God, Slay Goals podcast. Stay connected with us on Facebook and Instagram at Seek God, Slay Goals.